Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sports and Ish. We have a special guest this week. We have Coach Yoan Demay of LA Galaxy. Yoan, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. I feel like I feel like you have an exceptional tan right now. So it just has to be LA. <laughs> You're wearing LA on your face right now. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, by the way, it's snowing or it snowed in Cincinnati. Yeah. So um yeah. uh, probably a little bit better yeah. weather over there in LA. <laughs> nice, much different for sure. Yeah, we we know you're not missing this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, um, I think I've done my time with that. Uh, yeah. In between between Montreal and Cincinnati, the winter right. like, is getting better and better. I'm, I'm moving closer <laughs> to the to the sun, so it's good. That's the way it should go. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of Montreal, let's. I, I want to like introduce everybody to who you are. That those who are tuning in that don't know your career the way that I do. Let's talk about where you came from before you came to the States. Tell us about what you were doing before you came to the States to do some coaching here. Yeah. So I, I started, uh, I started my, uh, my journey in France, uh, born and raised in France. Uh, then, then early on, like I knew I wanted to, to get into coaching. So, uh, that's, that's what I did in France. Started to coach like when I was 16, uh, started to pass my, my licenses, my coaching badges. And, uh, and I got an opportunity to, uh, to go to Montreal, to, uh, to Canada, to, uh, to do that for a living, which, which, is quite difficult to do in uh, in Europe and uh, and in France. So uh, I was 23 when I moved in. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. 16. You were 16 and you started coaching. That's that's an incredibly young age, right? Yeah. Even in Canada, that's yeah. really young to coach, right? Yeah. So I was I was 23 when I moved to Canada. So mm. so like that that's actually my first full time job in, uh, in in coaching. Before that, like in France, it was more like on a voluntary basis. So you're not you're not living like from from that. You're not making any any source of money or just like to cover like your travel expenses and 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 you do that more by passion than than mm-hmm. thinking it's gonna it's gonna be your job. So like I I took that path thinking like. Maybe one day I can do that for a living. Maybe one day I can uh, I can embrace my my passion even more. And I got fortunate to uh, to move first to to Montreal, where I spent three years uh, working with uh, with the academy over there, and uh, and then uh, then got uh, got fortunate enough to get that opportunity in uh, in Cincinnati. So how did um like how did your passion for soccer and coaching, being at it, you know, as young as you were, was it like growing up, you just kind of like loved the sport or what got you into? Cause I know when I was 16, I definitely had no idea what I wanted to do. So. <laughs> no, I was, I was still playing at the time. Uh, yeah. I was playing, I was enjoying myself, but I was fortunate to, uh, to meet some incredible coaches. Like when I was younger, that uh, inspired me and, uh, and, come to a point where your dream is either to become a player or to find mm-hmm. something else to do. And, uh, and, and because I met these coaches along the way, I knew that I wasn't good enough to be a player and to make, to make a career out of it. So I wanted to stay involved in the sport and, uh, and, and give back. So these guys inspired me. And like, when I was 16, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try myself like coaching youngsters and, and see if I can give back to them and, and inspire them. Uh, and, and I, I loved it right, right from the, from the start, like I enjoyed it. 
uh, it became a passion. Like I, I grew a lot into it. Like I was really motivated by it. Like there is obviously two sides of it with the, with the youngsters, which is of course, like the, the, the physical development, like through, through the sports, but the biggest one is like the education that you can provide to, uh, to, to these kids. So these two aspects like were, were, were really interesting to me. Then, then I did a bachelor in, uh, in, in sports training at, uh, at the university in France, uh, I did my, my coaching badges and, and I just like, I was just so passionate about it that I, I, I decided to uh, to pursue that uh, that that path, and and like I said, like it's it's not easy to uh, to to live from coaching, like even 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 more in France. So I took a chance. I took a chance by uh, by investing on myself and and by just like traveling and and moving to Canada. So I left everything behind and and, and took took a gamble on myself, which now i can say like almost 10 years later it has, has paid off but you never know like it's it's full of ups and downs and uh, and and that's what makes me the coach i am today and the person i am as well no this is a great story though because i i i'm i'm one of the biggest uh i think professors of following your dream and following your passion and seeing where that leads you and it's a big risk to take and you took that risk which is incredible um, of course, I met you uh, in your years with FC Cincinnati, I think maybe year one or two with uh, FC Cincinnati. So tell us a little bit how you got to FC Cincinnati from that point of Montreal. Yeah, so along the way, you uh, like I, I've always wanted to, to keep developing myself, to keep bettering myself. So uh, I did my coaching badges in France and when I moved to Canada, I wanted to, uh, to do the same. So I wanted to expose myself to a different culture, a different way to, to educate coaches. So I did my, my badges all over again in Canada. And, uh, and when you do these licenses, these badges, you meet, you meet people along the way, you meet coaches, uh, you network a lot. Uh, and I met, I met during that time, uh, Alan Koch, who, who became later on the, the head coach of, uh, of FC Cincinnati and, uh, and was looking for an assistant coach at the time. So that's, that's who brought me to, to the club. He gave me my chance. I gave me the opportunity to, uh, to support him as a, as an assistant coach and, and to move to the club. So for me, it was another time, another big challenge in front of me because like I was well settled in, uh, in Montreal. I had everything. I built my life back over there. I had friends. I had family because, like, I I, I met my uh, my wife over there, and uh, and yeah, it was a big risk to move again and uh, to move into an industry that is the same, but at the professional level that is very unstable. So there was yeah. no guarantee on the future, and there was no certainty of like where I would be like a year on, you know. So yeah. I decided to to again follow my dream. And, and, uh, and, uh, and think that that opportunity came at that time for a reason, and and, and I have no regrets that I, I I took that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually got to be here, and in in my opinion, and watch, I guess some of the best growing years. Uh, the way that I would describe it, a growing season in soccer in the U.S. Because you watched soccer's popularity in the U.S. grow. Uh, with USL and then the MLS, you got to be a part of that. What was that like for you as well? Just knowing that it was becoming uh, as popular as, in some cases as Major League Baseball or even, you know, football. What was that like for you? And that, that, that was definitely something interesting to me. Like when, when I grew up in France, for sure, like 
I knew it was starting slowly in in, in North America, but you, you don't realize it until until you come here. And uh, and the first time I actually came on in North America was in 2009. So like I, I would say I have even more of the bigger picture of what it's become since since then. You know, like since 2009, the first time I came to Canada, till now, like 2022, uh, I'd say the sport has has come a long way and like has developed a lot enormously like the past the past decade i would say so being a part of that now uh is something big like i take a lot of pride in 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 it like on a daily basis like working with athletes working with professional players and and it's just great to see like that new new generation are inspired and and want to play uh want to play football like it's I know you call it soccer, but I still call it football. <laughs> you can say football. <laughs> what was the biggest differences between like France, Montreal, the the United States? Like, what are some of the big differences that that you saw and experienced? For for me, for sure, like. The transition from Montreal definitely helped because it helped me understand better like the the North American landscape, like whether the the cultural aspect, whether it was like more like the the professional aspect of it. Uh, the the language was a big thing when I first mm-hmm. moved to uh, to to America. Misty can can I'm sure uh, <laughs> can tell some some stories about my my French <laughs> and my English. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, the language was a big thing, and then of course, like you work with athletes, you work with people, and and the the, the people that actually play football in America are different than the people that play football in in France. You know, it it mm-hmm. touches different people. The access to sports in America is more expensive for 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 uh, for the kids. Uh, so to play a full season of soccer is like is is more expensive than it is in France. In France, might be like eight eighty euros for a season to play like let's say eleven months out of twelve, mm-hmm. and and here in America, it must be like we're we're speaking about thousands in in yeah. some of the clubs. So, so the population of of people like playing the sports, playing football, is is very different. So like of course, like in the way you're coaching, like you've got it's it's very different very different so for me it was eye-opening and of course you're trying to understand also like the the genes of people like american people are different and canadian are different in france and that's the beauty of, of what we do and when you work at the professional level mm-hmm. you meet even more uh even more culture even more like people coming from different backgrounds which is like so enriching so that's also a big thing that i love in in what i do is like you get to to meet people along the way and to work with people along the way that come from everywhere, like around the world. And and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I I actually was just telling someone uh, before we started this, like I actually get to uh, interview one of my favorite uh, internationals. Um, You're one of my favorite people that I ran across in soccer. And I said how incredibly crazy it was to spend that amount of time with somebody and all of these people on the road, right? So you would spend like basically mid-January through like October uh, with all these people. And then when you came home, you missed your family, right? But you you didn't know how to explain to your family what you just went through, right? You knew that your family loved you and they missed you too, but you didn't know how to tell your family, I miss everybody I just spent all this time with as well, right? You just had these incredible relationships and learned so much on every level from all these people that you just spent this 
most of the year with, right? It was just a, it was a different experience, spending all this time with international people, teaching you customs and different things that you had never been, uh, I guess, projected to before, right? So I love soccer for that reason. I've, I've worked in NFL for a long time now, but soccer, uh, a whole different love, a whole different animal. And I love the people from soccer. It was just, those were amazing years for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's great. You get to, you get to meet so many people with different stories and background, and yeah. and that's like I said, that's the beauty of it. Like I I think like you spend so much time with each other that it becomes second family, and like you get that feeling when when the season ends. That's like you you get that feeling that oh, you're gonna you're gonna miss them, you know. And yeah. And on the and on the other end, you spend so much time with them, and it's time to have a break and to to relax and to refresh. But still, like that industry, like the sport industry, is like is very special for the emotion you live together. You know, yeah. like you live the highs and the lows, and like every week, like you get assessed on your performances and on the games and on the performances and. And and it creates different type of emotions and feelings and 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 that's what connects people and and that's also a part that mm-hmm. I really enjoy like in the day to day and like season after season is the bond you create with people around you. Yeah. So going back to the FC Cincinnati years, which is again where I met you, you were always so dialed in, like it was on your face every day, what you were thinking, what you were doing next, like everything that you were doing day in day out, you were just dialed in. So let me ask you this. What were your favorite memories with FC Cincinnati? It's a tough question. To be, to be <laughs> I know. Uh, we like it's, to it's a tough question. <laughs> I, of, of, of course, it's always easy to, to remember the, the good moments uh, yeah. and, to, and to enjoy these moments because, like, it's so positive. Like, winning... Winning the regular season season in uh, in 2018, like making it yeah. to the semifinal in 2017 of the U.S. Open Cup, like yeah. these memories were like were unbelievable. And like yeah. I, I love to think about these moments, but but for me the good memories were also the bad time because you learn so much about people, you learn so much about yourself, and I've enjoyed the struggles. You know, like the 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 three years in uh, the first three seasons in MLS were were difficult. Uh, a lot of challenges got 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 thrown our way and 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 my way as well as an individual and i've learned to embrace them and i've learned to enjoy these moments and and take a lot from them too like i'm more someone that learned from criticism and and the bad time than someone that that yeah. that learned from the good time and 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 the successes you know so yeah i i, I would say all these things together like give me uh gave me the opportunity to to better myself as a person and as a coach and uh, that's all what I could ask for at the time you know yeah you did and and during the time with FC Cincinnati you actually became the interim head coach uh, I believe twice which made you you actually set records uh coach Yohan you set records as the youngest uh coach in the MLS so what did that feel like for you? I'm, I'm sure at the time, in fact, I could see it on your face. Like the pressure was on, like you're the youngest guy. Everybody's watching you. Uh, you've now just set a record. What was that like for you during that time? Yeah. I, to be honest, I tried not to think about it too much. Like these, these are numbers. And, and at the end of the day, you want to show people your value as, as a professional. So right. for me, that was the biggest challenge was like, let's not, let's not, have people focus too much on my age, but let's make sure they focus on the work I can actually do. 
and uh, and that was my challenge and like the club was in tough tough situation and yeah. and I tried to do my my best I tried to put uh, to put like all my efforts in like helping the team helping the club and uh, and that's all I wanted like my focus to be to be yeah. on you know uh, this this record for me is like is is nothing I don't want people to to think about me and like associate that with with that record I want to make sure that what I can do as a professional is what people look at and people assess me on, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I want, I, I want that to be like the main, the main focus. Yeah. Did you ever have other coaches reach out to you for advice or uh, criticism or anything that you could talk to them about? Because I feel like you were setting an example for so many people wanting to be where you are if that makes sense did you ever have other people reach out to you like how can i get there how can i be this what should i do did you ever have anybody reach out to you yeah they, of course like the, the coaching community is is like a big and small at the same time community yeah. where, where where people like want to share want to discuss want to want to grow together so myself first like i've reached out to so many coaches that i even met along the way or that I, I look up to and, 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 and I, and I try to basically learn from. Uh, so of course there, there is people reaching out to me, uh, as I'm reaching out to other coaches to learn. And like, it's all, of, it's all about like sharing and making sure like we, uh, we support each other in, uh, in our growth, like things you can learn, uh, from, from someone at some point you can give it back to someone else. And like yeah. by helping each other out, I think you can only make yourself and, and other people better. And, and that's like, we're all so unique and different. Like yeah. I've never been afraid of, of sharing or discussing with other coaches. I think it can only make us all better in the end and, 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 and help the, the sports grow. You know, we spoke at the start about like, soccer football growing in north america i think that's that's a part of it too you know you want you want to share things with other coaches you want to make sure that you maximize uh you maximize what you've got and 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 you're you're basically helping yeah for sure so uh rach if you want to take over about la galaxy from fc cincinnati to la galaxy uh share with rachel she'll ask you some questions from here about what what that journey was like because it's kind of a big deal <laughs> it's, it's kind of a big deal <laughs> kind of a big deal so yeah so so how did you um how did you get to la tell us a little bit about um that experience for you how it's been how you've enjoyed it so far yeah, so I, I went through an interesting moment. Uh, of course, like uh, losing losing my job in Cincinnati and, and trying to find a new opportunity was was like a moment that I was gonna have to experience in my career and that I will like I will have to experience again like through throughout my career. So during that time, you're trying to find the right the right opportunity, find the right move for for you in order to keep growing and keep like developing yourself and and for me i've had different opportunity during that time different possibility you interview uh you get your hopes up and then you get disappointed and then you move on to the next and and when la came like it was a matter of like uh basically implementing a project that was bigger than just being involved with the second team for me uh i met with uh with the academy director uh, mike munoz i met with uh, the first team head coach that was there for for a year before I came, uh, Greg Vanny, 
successful also uh, in in North America, like winning titles in Toronto and uh, and and uh, and quite quite known in the, in the, the soccer environment in North America. So having these two guys like guiding me and like basically defining what the project was going to be and what they wanted to do with it, like moving forward was, was something really exciting to me, you know, uh, having the opportunity to work in between these two guys in between the academy and the first team and having my own team with, with the reserve team was also an opportunity uh, to challenge myself, to be able to learn, to keep learning from the first team, but also to, uh, to challenge myself by putting my hands on, on a team and having like professional players uh, with me that I, I, I had to, to guide, to make that step to the first team. So uh, when that opportunity came, speaking with them both and, uh, and, and looking at the environment, looking at the project, for sure it was, it was really appealing, really exciting to me. And, uh, and I was happy to, uh, to be able to finalize that with them and, and, and to move over here uh, in Los Angeles. So it was definitely something that, uh, that I would have dreamed of before, like to be, to be like thrown with a team at the professional level, like coaching in USL championship, uh, and also being able to be in an MLS environment was like a very good mix for me. And, uh, and I've been, I've been happy. That's awesome. And so being a coach, um, you know, you're dealing with a bunch of different athletes ages, all of that, what kind of advice or, or, um, what do you look for in certain, obviously you're, you look for talent, but are there other qualities that you're looking for in players that you want to have on the team with you that you love to work with? Of, of course, of course, talent like is, is one thing, but, uh, but, but the work ethic, the, the professionalism, the way, uh, the way the players approach uh, the sport, approach like playing the playing side, and 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 the way they invest on themselves is also like very very important to me. At the end of the day, you cannot consider what you do as only like half of a day, like job, like or like oh, it's just training. It's two hours, and and then I'm done. It's like twenty four seven athletes. Like you you gotta have that mentality where you're willing to make the sacrifices on the pitch, but you've got to be willing to make them also off the pitch. And, and it every takes day. a lot from them. Yeah. It's every day. Uh, there is no vacation. There is no days off. There is no weekend. Like that's no. the reality. If you want to be great at what you do, you've got to make these sacrifices. And of course you wish for all the players to understand that from the get go and, and to have mm-hmm. that mentality, but you, there is a big part of teaching, like whether it's at the Academy and still, at the second team level, which, which which I had to deal with this season, like you, you have younger players that need to understand that when you go home, you need to look after yourself. You need to uh, you need to make sure that nutrition, sleep, recovery, all these things, all these boxes are are, are, are ticked. Because if they are not, there is somebody else doing it, and that somebody else might mm-hmm. might get the job instead of you. Yeah. It might be nice and, and easy on paper to be like a professional athlete, but the reality is like the part of the iceberg that you see is only so small in comparison of the one that is under the water and, and all the sweat and tears are the things that people don't, don't see. And that's what you're trying to teach to, to all these younger players that you've got to be willing to do that, to give that away if you want to achieve your dreams. And, and if you're not, then somebody else will do it and you'll be the one saying, I had all the potential and the talent to do it, but I actually never fulfilled that potential. So 
you you've got to try to find that in athletes, but I'm I'm sure you can develop it as well to a certain point. And and then when the player find it, it's about like maximizing their potential and making sure you're giving them the platform to express themselves to the fullest and to be actually who they can be. You know, like and that's why I'm quite big on 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 the connection with players because like we're working with human beings and like these guys are not robots they're not showing up on the pitch and and just do what you tell them to do they're also dealing with like life life issues struggles like families uh, and and you've got to take that in consideration and to get the most out of these uh, out of these guys you gotta have a broader understanding of who they are as a human being so that, that is the coach, Johan, that I remember. <laughs> you were always so dialed in. Literally, your brain didn't stop turning. Even when everybody else was like trying to take some downtime, you could see you sitting at the edge somewhere, off to yourself in deep thought. Like you were always thinking, how, how can I make this better for them? How can I make this better for all of us? What can I do to enhance this and have a great season for all of us? That was always you. You're a great coach. You're a great coach. Thanks, you've well earned every position that you've climbed toward. And I just want you to know that I think you should be a role model for so many. And if they don't know yet, they should. And you're going to be like, you're on the um, LA Galaxy first team now, this next coming season, correct? Yeah, I moved, I moved full, full time with the first team like in the summer. So I've been involved with the first team like for the past, uh, the past two months of the season and, uh, yeah. and, and moving forward, yeah. It's wonderful. So I know we're running low on time, so we're just going to be quick. I just want to know right quickly what, as a coach, what is your favorite soccer memory? Just one. Just name one. Oh, man. <laughs> just one. She's not making it easy on you, okay? <laughs> just the one. One favorite soccer memory as a coach. No, I, I, I will give a simple one because that's what gave me the love and the passion for for what I do today and it's in before 1998 the, the the World Cup in France and I I actually never really kicked the ball or never really watched games or I wasn't really interested and in 1998 like the World Cup was in my country in in France oh, I love the that. France actually actually won it and uh, and I was a kid I would I was eight, eight years old at the time and I followed the team like through the stages until they, they, they left that trophy. And that made me realize the emotions that you can live through sports in general. And that's what made me fall in love with, uh, with, with football. And that's where it all started for me. So if I had one, one memory to give you, that would, that would be this one. But of course there is, there, there are so many, you know, so many, I hope you're keeping a journal because at some point, again you're gonna you're gonna be I just feel like you of all people are just going to be talking to younger coaches worldwide and saying listen uh steps one two three and here are my best memories I feel like I yeah I know you're keeping a journal because that's you but that'll be you you'll be teaching the younger coaches someday uh because again you've set records as a younger coach so I hope I hope you realize um what an important role that you're playing in U.S. soccer I think it's important Thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. <laughs> All right. We're going to let you go because I did promise I would <laughs> let you go. <laughs> I said I would let you go at 9 p.m. our time. But 
and I know you said all professional, but there's one thing I asked you to say at a party once. <laughs> <Just Uh-oh>. once. <laughs> we were at an FC Cincinnati end of the season party and I said, listen, <laughs> you're the only Frenchman I've ever met in person. <laughs> will you please say, <laughs> will you please say Ricky Bobby for me? <laughs> I actually don't remember that. <laughs> I have video. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Sounds good. Yon, have a great evening. Please Thank you so, so much. Yeah, so much. I appreciate you being on here. And congratulations with all your accomplishments. Like Misty said, um, I'm sure you're already inspiring other people right now, and whether you know it or not. So yeah, um, keep doing what you're doing. And, and thanks for joining us. We yes. And Give Stephanie a great big hug for me, and I want to see uh, I want to see pictures of the uh, the family. Send them on. I will. I will. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you we'll very be, much. Thanks we'll for be watching me. you next season. Thanks for yes. coming on. 